0: Good afternoon, Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Episode 8, February 27th, 2019. Uh, Weaker trend this week, unfortunately. Uh, Just kind of following off of what seemed to be positive uh, news out of uh, the uh, Chinese-U.S. trade talks. uh, What's your take on this one, Mike?
1: Yeah, so we got some good news out of it. It sounds like we're going to get a Deal done soon with uh, talks about Trump and President Xi meeting in Mar-a-Lago sometime in the next month. When we don't know for sure. Uh, But it is looking negatively on the charts because, one, I think we got a lot of bankers on Farmers' butts to go out there and sell some cash. Uh, Two, we have people rolling out of their basis contracts. And three, we have first notice tomorrow, which uh, for people that don't know out there first notice is when you can be delivered on for a contract for these commodities. So if you are long one of these markets, whoever's on the end, other end of that contract can deliver on you. You can get corn, beans, wheat, whatever you're in. Uh, so that's something that's going on right now, which I think is putting a lot of pressure on this market. Well,
0: well besides the pressure that we're seeing from people rolling out of March contracts out to, out to the May... Um, it, I, it kind of feels like even though we've seen positive headlines uh China's in for 10 million uh metric tons of, of beans uh according to Sonic Purdue it's going to be soon it feels like we're just in the in the fatigue stage at this point it's mm-hmm. we've all we ever hear is everything's going well it's you know we're we're making progress we're drafting memorandum blah 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 but we still are not at that point of signing something. Here we are seven, eight, nine months later, and it's still not signing something. We don't have definitive numbers of what China is going to buy from us or and if it's going to be just beans, if it's going to be everything like they've said, corn, beans, wheat, cotton, uh, pork, beef, you name it.
1: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think trade is just... Like you said, it's fatigued. I mean, we went through the same stuff with the NAFTA deal where we had soft deadline after soft deadline. And we thought that this March 1st deadline was going to be a hard deadline. come to almost March 1st and we're looking like we're going to move it. So we go from a hard deadline to a soft deadline and... Everyone just at this point, it's hard to price in something in the future if we don't know when in the future it's going to be. Right. What month are we going to price this into? What's going on? And like you said, they keep saying soon, but we've been hearing soon for almost a year now. And soon doesn't, it takes on a different definition at this point. And to, to add a little more pressure to things, I mean,
0: the sounds like the weather in South America has, uh, has improved to the point where they're. Moving along at a at a really strong clip on uh, bean harvest, they're mm-hmm. moving along on their safrina planting for corn. So uh, Brazil looks like it's it's in its prime to have another big crop and get that crop ready to ready to ship. When by all rights they should be the the main feature for. For soybeans, mm-hmm. Argentina is kind of firmed up. They're they're looking okay. There's only a couple of spots where dryness is an issue, and that's more in the southwest than in the in the areas where the big crop uh, is. So, uh, you know, the I guess at this point, what do we need? And uh, you may not have the answer to this. I don't know if anybody has the answer. What do we need to see from our side of things? besides a China deal, to spark this? Because if the China thing doesn't happen until, let's say they kick the can till May or June, what do we need to see to get these markets to stop this backtracking that we've seen?
1: Uh, Massive crop loss. (laughs) But (laughs) Other other than that, I think what we're going to be seeing, which we usually see year to year, is we're going to have talks come up about what's going on planting season. We have a lot of places that, There's a lot of moisture. Are we going to continue to see moisture through planting? or Is that going to delay planting? We're going to be thrown back in that mix here coming up real soon. Um, We have our acreage survey going on right now, and that's going to show us what farmers are thinking they're going to be planting. Are we going to be planting more corn because of how beans have been treated this past year, or are we going to stick to similar rotations? Are we going to take that oversupply and supply it more? Um, These are some questions that we're going to start getting some answers to here coming up soon. But I I do think that we have so much on the table that at this point, any kind of strength you're seeing, you got everyone, their broker, saying that you should be looking at hedging, making cash sales, anything along those lines with strength we see. So I think from here on out, we very well might see a fighting tooth and nail for every five, ten cents the upside in the speed market. Um,
0: Yeah, it does seem like that's the approach that a lot of people are taking, is that every rally is a selling opportunity. Um, We've seen, you know, at different times of the year, every time we back off, you know, 5 or 10 cents, oh, that's buying opportunity. I, I think I've even said it probably half a dozen times this week, every time we make a new low for the day. Oh, well, here's another buying opportunity. But, in, in actuality, with the size of the carry out for for beans, anything that we see good a good upside move on in, in one day probably should be sold mm-hmm. and just continue to average your sales uh, average your sales up and that's that's something that guys with uh, cash need to be looking at too is when you get a day where you're up 10, fifteen cents. 've got you've got to make some sales just keep selling it unfortunately
1: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, some people might be listening to this and say well if we're doing that for beans should we also be doing that for corn and wheat um, I, I don't think they all have the same picture right now I think that beans I'm, I'm not too friendly on them at the moment just because of the large supply we've seen but with I mean corn our supplies have been pulling back year after year from that two billion yeah bushel carry 2.4 or whatever it was a, a year ago to two years ago yeah so I, I think we have some better pictures here especially for this wheat market that's just been pummeled lately i think it just needs to like the hog market lately it just needs to find a floor to have that knife sticking to besides trying to grab for that falling knife right. um,
0: one of the things that'll help on the on this uh, on the wheat side even though there are big stocks still uh for wheat is you had winter wheat seedings were actually lower than uh, uh than expected um the people in Kansas continue to to talk about how this is the the smallest wheat crop they planted in a hundred years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There were there are going to be some some issues with that crop that's actually out there, you know, whether it's winter kill or uh, the overly saturated conditions, the mud conditions, whatever. Uh, there's going to be some other issues that we need to uh, keep an eye on, and you know you look at the, we talk about. We, I think we kind of talk about this every year, and we do get a crop planted every year, but with the amount of saturation we've seen across the the Midwest, you've got to think that those guys that get out there and plant spring wheat up in the, the northern plains, they might be a little delayed, and if mm-hmm. if they have to wait until April to get started, if they have to wait until you know, almost May to get started on planting because of the, the amount of snow or the amount of, uh, soil moisture. Mm-hmm. We could see those, uh, those spring wheat acres, uh, dip down too.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, we saw it last year in the, in Southern Minnesota and it looks like right now we're seeing it again, uh, throughout the Iowa, Southern Minnesota region out there in the Dakotas. It, it's looking very wet and, whether or not we get this news to help turn us around here for wheat soon, I, I don't know. Because right now it seems like the only thing that people are paying attention to is this demand. Do we see this demand? Is it coming here? What's happening? And I don't know if we'll see those planting issues, quality issues, yada, 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 until we get that first good to excellent rating, which comes around April 1st. Right. And the
0: demand the demand issue in wheat is real. I mean, there's there's no question. We are kind of behind the eight ball. We're not going to hit mm-hmm. the USDA's goal. I mean, uh-huh. I think the the last numbers that we were talking about with Rich, uh we were at this point we're going to miss it by 130 million bushels.
1: Right. And, and
0: that's if we do what we normally do from this time to the end of the marketing year, which that's a big miss. Right. I mean, it and then that'll go into carry out mm-hmm. numbers and obviously that'll that'll throw things off a little bit, but you know, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of time between now and when this market or when this uh, crop is ready to be harvested. So there is there is a possibility that we could get on a on a bullish tilt because of weather. You know, mm-hmm. if things dry out. It's not going to matter how much topsoil moisture we have if things dry out. It it could be a real issue for this uh, for this wheat crop.
1: Right, and the, to go to that point about what's going on with the exports this year and how far behind we are. That's another reason to be paying attention to this China deal, because there has been talks about wheat. And usually they're not a huge player for us, but Mm -hmm. if they decide they want to replenish their stocks, if they want to come in here, and they usually buy a lot from Australia, who seems like for the third year in a row they're not going to have a great crop, Yeah, Um, that they might come in and help narrow that gap that we have there. So another reason just to be paying attention, um, seeing what these export... Reports that ADM sales are saying what uh, every week on Thursday, given that it's not a short week, is saying for export sales, uh, all that coming up here. And in the meantime, because like I said earlier, we're not going to get those good accent ratings until April first. Sure. So who knows? Coming around April Fool's Day, and the market gets us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Something that we've already uh, we've already touched on, and and uh, it bears repeating is that. Allendale is running its its annual acreage survey this week and next week. We're you know midway through the week, uh, the first week of it. Um, if you have an opportunity, please jump on our website, help us out, give us an idea of what you're going to be planting versus last year. We need we we need to know ballpark acres, not a percentage uh, over last year or uh, or anything like that. Uh, we need to know corn beans, wheat, Uh, really the the idea behind this is we want to make sure that we have an idea of, A, what you're going to be planting because you're our customers. We have to be able to help you make those marketing decisions, and knowing exactly what you're doing with your operation helps us to to help you better, but B, it also helps us set up for giving you guys estimates for the report at the end of the month, the, the prospective plantings report. So uh, that'll help us kind of set up uh, and get a uh, get a real feel for re- what we can expect out of the USDA. It's not always 100% accurate, but it, it does give us a guideline to say, okay, it does look like we're going to plant more corn, less beans, but it's not as bad as what it was released to us uh, out of their conference last week, you know, or vice mm-hmm. versa. So uh, help us out with that. If you do work with a broker over here, you can call us. We can... We can uh, put those numbers in for you as well. Like I said, it's on our website. Um, but the big thing that uh, I think we're looking forward to, Mike, is next week we've got a special guest. We're going to have our first ever Allendale Market Talk special guest.
1: Right. And I don't think we could have a better one for our first. Right.
0: Paul Georgie, the chairman of the board. I have to I have to think because he's had uh, quite a few uh, titles uh, over the years. Uh, Chairman of the board, Paul Georgie, is going to join us next week. We're going to kind of delve into how he got started in, in the industry. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that he's seen over the last 35 plus years, and and then kind of get an idea of what he's seeing as we transition into, I guess, the future of the industry, whether it's the future of Allendale or even you know truly the future of commodity trading. So we're really excited about that. We look forward to having Paul on next week. Um, Outside of that, Mike, how can they find us?
1: Well, the way they can find us is either email service at allendale-inc.com, on Twitter at allendale-inc, or by the phone 1-800-262-7538. That number is 1-800-262-7538. Sign off this week for Allendale Market Talk. It's Mike Lung and Greg McBride. You guys have a great week.